Welcome back to Franchise Audio. This is your boy, Eddie. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? Thank you for coming back for another week. It's your boy, Jay. And we're super, super fucking stoked because we have a longtime friend on the podcast. Go introduce yourself, but old boy. My name is also Eddie. <laughs> the less interesting, Eddie. We got the two Eddies in the I, podcast. The less interesting, Eddie. But, um, but yeah, we're super happy to, to get Eddie on the podcast. Eddie, we're going to pick his brain a little bit about a couple of things. But as promised, first guest on the show. And moving forward, we hope to have a lot more people on and a lot more creative minds around some pretty fucking dope philosophy shit. For sure. Only we know him as Eddie, though. You guys know him as Beck Capital. Yep. And just, you know, we know Eddie because, you know, we've known him for quite a while now and shit like that. But um, there's like a new, obviously, you're our first guest. So there's a new segment we're going to roll out. We're going to start with you. Um, where we basically ask a couple like rapid fire questions just to kind of you know okay. break I think the you ice and, up. you know oh, oh, just so see what's good. For this. Okay. Just a little bit, you all know right. what I mean? Nothing right. too crazy. Oh, and the questions written down. Okay. All right. So all right. first question: Love or money? Oh, love. Okay. Going in or staying out? Going in or staying out? Going in oh, or shit. going out? Wait, staying in or going out? <laughs> going out. <laughs> going, going out. out. All right, for sure. Cat or dog? Dog. Pancakes or waffles? Neither. What? Okay. French toast guy or what? Nah. Or you just don't fuck with syrup? I don't fuck with syrup. That's sus as fuck. Yep. All right. Um, books or movies? Books. Okay. Summer or winter? I know we live summer, in Miami. Summer. But... Summer. All right. Love this Tea or coffee? Tea. Favorite oh. sport? MMA. Okay. Favorite word? Um... Spontaneous. Okay. And childhood crush. Childhood crush. Who the fuck was it? Pamela Anderson. Really? Oh, bro, that's a good one. You remember yeah, Scary Movie fine. 3? Oh, she did. The beginning? Scary movie three. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she was fine. Kelly Kapowski. So, let's start off, man. So, what do you do? What are you doing right now, Eddie? What am I doing? I'm living. Living life. So, how are you living it? Living it well. Spontaneously. China. Trying to live it spontaneously. Trying to? Yeah. What are your interests, man? What, what is um the thing right now that you're working towards? It's fine. Just so people get to know you a little bit. Oh, don't put this in front of me. I'm not a rapper. Um, yeah. Finance, the stock market, and you for can... sure. Reading books, educating yourself daily, which everybody else should do. Very Love important. Off of social media a little bit, but more in books, more in learning from people who actually have a lot to say, who really educated himself and been through experiences that you could learn from so yeah for the most part that I, I i'm interested in knowing how you got into like finances and stocks like what what made your attention go there bro i i remember that remember the fcat is that still a thing yeah the test they discontinued I'm, it but it wasn't disc- it doesn't that's a huge test I remember asking my mom to take me to CVS or Eckerd's, whatever it was back then, um, so I could buy pencils because our teacher scared us. Oh, you don't have a pencil, you can't take the test. You don't have a pencil, bro. I mean, I went and bought pencils, sharpened them, made like eleven bucks. Just selling Seven pencils to kids in like the third grade, selling pencils. I believe that. But that's just start of entrepreneurship. But I've always been big into finance, big into money. Lost a lot of money, won a lot of money. Not won a lot of money. Made a lot of money in the stock market, a good amount. Um, yeah, in finance, I just believe it's not enough people learn about, not enough people educate on money. And if you do, you learn from people who don't know. Yeah. Like the first time I wanted to get a credit card, I was 16, and my mom was like, You're not getting a credit card? Going crazy. I'm like, All right, I'm not getting a credit card. Then I learned, I'm like, Why doesn't she want me to get a credit card? So I actually looked it up, and most people can't handle it. Really, most people can handle credit cards. So I finally got one at 18 and yeah, just kept learning and opened my first brokerage account under my dad's social security number at 16. I remember bought one share of Apple, one share of Berkshire Hathaway. I feel like I remember that time. One share of Apple, one share of Berkshire Hathaway. And then I would say like a little, a marijuana penny stock, MRNA. Are you still in that or no? No, hell no. MRNA. I don't even know if it's still a thing because the other big ones are just. At 16, huh? Yeah, man. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just going. I was just going. Then from then on, it just rippled into 
just kept learning, kept learning. Ended up closing that account, opening Robinhood one. Yeah. And then finding out about day trading. Everybody gets those videos. You make six thousand oh, on YouTube. Yeah. Oh my God. All those ads. All those ads, and then you find out if you don't have twenty five thousand dollars in your account, you only can make three day trades per five day span. Yeah. You know I'm about that? Yeah, I'm currently banned on Robinhood. Huh? I'm banned on Robinhood right now. Yeah, Robinhood's terrible. Yeah, I can't day trade on Robinhood because I've I've had my fair share of day trading in Robinhood. That's, I'm, I'm sure you, you heard a little. That's bit. that's that's why that rule is in effect because I didn't know that PDT rule. Yeah. Called pattern day trader. Yeah, yeah, you can only have three a week. Yeah. If you break that, then they yeah, like how but, easy is that? But I did my research, you. and there's a way around it. You could open there was a brokerage, a broker called Sure Trader. Okay. It's based in the Cayman Islands. And you could trade over there, but it's the most sketchiest thing of life. Isn't like, Webull the same thing though? Doesn't Webull like if you have a cash account, like they take off that restriction? I don't know if you no, know about no, that. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's just a universal thing to help people from they losing can. a lot of money and thinking they know what they're doing when they're re- realistically, like nobody knows. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows. Like I lost money day trading, of course, but that's the only way you learn. I bought a course, I bought a couple courses, bought books on day trading. Flew out to Arizona. For a boot camp, for this dude named Roland Wolf. You know Tim Sykes. Tim Sykes. Yeah, I know Tim the Sykes. The master yeah, yeah. marketer of penny stocks yeah, all yeah. over. He was a student of Roland Wolf, and now that I think of it, like when I really reflected on that, I'm like, this guy did not know what the fuck he was talking about. He was just penny the stocks is such. I really feel like it's such bullshit. Penny stocks. It really is. Like those people are just like great marketers. Like you guys know Grant Cardone? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know you're. I know you're I super anti-Grant. <laughs> I don't know why though, because I feel like he has good principles. He's a great marketer. Yeah. That's it. He's an amazing marketer. He has. He's a great marketer. That's that's. Why all. do you think he's not really out here flipping houses? No man, he doesn't show you no real estate. Doesn't show you. Like really, you never see any real estate. You just see him on his jet, him in Aventura, in his little place like man he's doing his thing but i just i don't think he's doing anything yeah, it's he's like significant a great marketer yeah like a great marketer like, you know that's funny because i see you posting like legit what you have in your in your e-trade account what oh, you I'm have across super your transparent like most because most people won't do stuff like that because they don't have it like i like i created that bet capital account bet capital on instagram because oh i was making money trading for a while and i'm like okay let me just I just want to talk about it all the time. Talk about stock market, talk about finances yeah. and everything. Then I make it. I get like I have like 160 followers, 140 followers, whatever it is. And it's light, you know. No, it's no, light, something. but I for the content I really don't put out. Like, yeah. I'm trying to put out more, and then people are messaging me like everybody wants to get rich quick. Yeah. That's a problem. People, oh, they open an account, 40 bucks on Robinhood. I'm like, you can't do nothing with that. But then you ask them, are you in debt? Yeah, I'm in debt. Oh. You Pay off the debt before you invest. Yeah. Question. Maybe, why is that so important? What? The off the debt paying before Okay, okay. Let's say you're in credit card debt. Yeah. How much you guys know the average interest rate on credit card? Right now I think it's like twenty three or twenty four. Something crazy. Yeah, yeah something insane. Something crazy. Something crazy. What's the average returns on a stock market? In the stock market. Well, over like they say like over a year it's been like ten percent. Yeah, ten percent. You just invest in spy, yeah. The average is out to ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. Paying off a credit card that you're paying 23% interest on is an automatic 23% return you're getting back. Yeah. But people don't see it like that. They just, they're just used to making monthly payments, minimum payments, and paying interest and honestly never paying a credit card off. Just keep on paying yeah. interest rates. But if you pay off that credit card, you get an instant 23%, 18%, 19% return. In a sense. Return, yeah. yeah. Like you don't get it instantly. You get it over time, but. Yeah, because then you have to. It's money you're reinvesting. It's money you don't put away in a credit card. Like you're already, you're in, you're negative. Your net worth is negative over that. Yeah. Like like same thing with student loans. Like there's people with over hundred thousand dollars in student loans, and even if that's four percent over time, it's still four percent of a hundred thousand dollars. You guys listen to Dave Ramsey? You ever listen to him? Oh, Dave Ramsey. Yeah, he's all about. He's an OG. He's all about debt. He's all about stuff like that. Super OG. He just. Like a guy called in $152,000 in debt. Dave Rams was talking, talking. He's like, but I don't understand it. I only borrowed one ten. dollars $42,000 in interest over seven, over seven years. Yeah, That's disgusting. Like, but those are traps people get into. Like, yeah. educate. We could talk about formal education, too. 
like business school. Like I'm, I have a bachelor's degree in business from FIU, but it's just worthless, it's, right? It's, worthless, huh? From what I want to do, like start your own business and just work for yourself. Yeah. And like, there's nothing school could teach you. You could teach, you can learn everything online. And what do you want to do? Like, start up your own business in what sense? What do you uh, want to do? I just, I want to do, I don't know, man. Like, you just, I went, like, since the beginning of 2019, I'm like, all right, this is going to be my year. I ran a marathon on a month notice. After that, I knew, like, really, I could do anything. I was in the worst pain of my life. So, learned how to solve a Rubik's Cube. No that, way. That's a big step for me, yeah. That's Fire. Just, um, that takes a lot of, like, Like, 5% brain power. of the world, 5.6 or 5.9, only knows... How to solve Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Um, went to Europe for two months, bro. Met so many amazing people overseas. Met a girl from Australia. Moved to Australia for six months. It's just... Like, you don't know where you're going to go, man. Like, I'm... And you I'm, don't want to clock in. What I know for sure is I'm buying property soon. Yeah. That's that's a given. Just looking... While well, waiting to do my taxes next year so my finances come out better and everything. That's the main part. But... I don't know, man. I'm trying to just really live spontaneously because I didn't think I was gonna move to Australia for six months or meet an Australian girl or go or just want to travel. Yeah, really, that's just what I want to do. You've been on the same tip. You've been traveling. I I've done my fair share of traveling this year. I'm also on the same wave as far as residual income. I mean, me and Jay have been talking about residual income a lot lately because it's just I it's the way to financial freedom. You know, it. I feel like clocking in and having your time be paid afterwards for whatever you do mm-hmm. whatever task it is at the end of the day you're still clocking in it's just like how much are you worth really like exactly how much, how much are you making $15 an hour you're worth $15 an hour yeah that, like the worst I get that. part like where I used to work I made I was, my salary was 44000 working 40 hours a week 43 hours a week and it was just 5 hour days 9 hours 5 9 hour shifts alright 45 hours a week and Gotta add an extra hour to wake up, shower, and go through all that. And yeah, then commute everything. Commute and your just, time is being wasted, or like not man, wasted, but like invested. Not, like I used to be more for money, money, but not the reason for money is the freedom. Yeah, that's the big part. The reason for the money is the huge freedom behind it. Traveling, like I just want to travel. Really, like those two months in Europe, just backpacking. Starting, we started in Rome and then made went all the way up and ended in Brussels, and did like. Did a bunch of stuff I've never done. Met a bunch of people I still talk to today. Yeah. Waiting for us to go back. It's just. What's the most memorable experience you had over there? Most memorable. The most that you think about your trip and you look back and you almost like relive it. Like, what is that experience for you? Bro, just. I don't know. Crazy nights. I guess meeting the girl. I guess Australian girl. A love story. A love story. Question. Fell in love overseas. Huh? That just, huh? Fell in love overseas. Oh, the accents get you. The yeah. accents get you. The accent, yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah, they, you got to be very careful. And then they love your American accent. No. Yeah, way. living in Australia, like, they don't want me to stop talking sometimes. Because really? they're so For an American accent? Uh-huh. A Miami accent. Oh, the American like, Miami it's, accent? It's just different. Like, the way I, like, they say Emmanuel over there instead of, and then I say stick shift and they go crazy. And they're like, yo, I drive stick. Like, oh. Let me say manual. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Because there's probably might be somebody listening to this podcast that maybe potentially was in your situation where they were like working a job, right? And maybe they want to take whatever type of risk, right? Whether that be going travel. You're giving me too much credit. Like I have. No, bro. What you did. What you did was great. Like just being able to go out there and just and see the world. Yeah. Yeah, Just and just starting that is is amazing. Like, what do you think it was for you? that made you want to see like a different side of the world or made you want to go out there and, and express yourself just wanting to do what i wanted when i wanted and like like what's holding you back like, like just going just doing stuff not being scared like the job i quit was to work in my family business a print shop you guys yeah you guys know and i told my parents i'm gonna quit and they're like no i don't think you should i'm like which I had no responsibilities. Other than that, I still lived at home. Yeah. And no bills other yeah. than my gym and stuff, which wasn't a big deal. And, and no debt. And stuff like that. I'm like, I'm going to work with you. Oh, we don't have that much work. I start with them. And now they can't see themselves working without me. And it's just, just make it easy. Like, you find yourself stuff to do and you just help it grow. And then from then to now, we've grown 
say so much. Stuff is getting so much better. It's just... In terms of the family business? In terms of the family business, yeah. It's grown so much. Like, I don't know how to give you a perspective, but... What value do you think? It's just like now we have... Everything was out of the house, and then now we have a warehouse. Now we have a shop right on A Street. Nice. Two places, and now we just... We have an employee as well. Got an employee, and this is the first time they've had an employee... Ever? Ever. Yeah. Really, they've been in business 30 years, just them two, and then... Just trying to delegate stuff. That's a big thing, man. You don't got to do everything yourself. You can delegate stuff out. Like, that's nice, that's though. That's the main point. Having a, having a business is the dream, no, for, that's like for most it, people. That's what it is. Like, like people complain. Like, they make you. No, nah, I don't want to say they make you. But people complain about, like, non-equal pay and stuff like that. You know where people get paid equal? In their own fucking business. Start your own business. Like, this traveling made me realize this country is so great because you could start a business today, close it down tomorrow, and then start another one. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Look at Donald Trump. You, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, no but, they, but the thing they have in your head is just get a good job, work there until you're 65, and then just go. But no, and you got to travel. You got to... You got to live life. You got to experience stuff. You got to learn. You got to keep learning, man. I don't know if people read books. Really. What why do you think that is? Like why cuz you're obviously someone like you know if everyone can tell right now like you're obviously someone like you're a go-getter. You know what I mean? Like you've since I've known you you've always been ahead of the curve. Person, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, more more than the average person, you know like you have a you have a thirst for knowledge and like wanting to get better and just you know informing yourself. Like that's, that's why what do you it think is. that a lot of other people aren't like that? Like what do you think it people is? People are lazy, people are told stuff isn't possible but it really is. Yeah. Like, if you go on my Instagram bio, yeah. have you I've clicked on the website, the Amazon link I have on my Instagram website? I, I, I haven't done it. It leads to Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington. You know Booker T. Washington's post? Coming from slavery, straight out of slavery, number one thing he wanted to do was get an education. Number one thing he wanted to do was get education. His mom was sick, thought he'd never see her again, ended up going 500 left, ended up going 500 miles, to a school that didn't even accept him because he had no clothes, yeah. had a little bag, showed up pretty much looking homeless, and they rejected him. And he just kept begging. They're like, okay, you got a job as a janitor. He's like, I'm going to do such a good job that these people are going to know my worth. Clean the hell out of the place, and they finally let him into a school. And that's one book I think everybody should read. Yeah. That, that's a book that shows you that... I don't want to get political. The only thing holding you back from anything is yourself. Yeah. You truly uh-huh. believe that? I truly, truly, truly a million percent believe that. If you don't educate yourself, you just complain. You just do the same thing. You're stuck in a cycle. Like, one of my favorite quotes, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Albert Einstein was a genius. Uh, like, like, you want change, you complain, you complain, but you just keep doing the same thing. Like, that's... That's what I learned a couple years ago, and that made me run a marathon on a month notice. Let me see how I can do it. Ran a marathon on a month notice. When before that, the most I probably ran straight, straight was like two miles. And I ran 26 in a month. Nice. Was that, like, was that you being really motivated? That's David Goggins motivating me, man. Teaching you the like, way, giving you the keys? Like It's not just motivation. It's just, just being driven and being like, yo, could I do this? Proving it to yourself. And then just giving you the keys. He says... People only reach 40% of their effort or whatever, 40% of the effort and then give up. And then yeah. they think that's 100. And you still have 60% more to go. I was dying at mile eight. <laughs> I felt pains I've never felt in my life. Yeah. My hip was going to dislocate my stuff. Like I separated, my sister ran it with me. I separated with her at like mile 14. And then my arms started cramping off. My legs started cramping off. I guess... On a and, month and then notice. I just I just keep stretching, I just keep stretching, and they told me don't stop and stretch because you're le- you're gonna lock you're gonna get locked up and then you're done. But I'm like I gotta like I was you're in like, pain. I can't explain it. It was just terrible pain, just a, a month notice marathon pain. Yeah. And then she can I see her, and then I'm like I'm away for her, so I'm just walking. She comes up to me, she's just crying. She's like I caught mom back there. She's like if you were with me, I would have been bitching you out. My mom was just telling her on the phone, you don't have to keep going, you don't have to. And she's like, no, I'm not giving up. My sister ended up finishing shit too. Like that's how you know. Like you gave 
I would have gave up a mile six, mile five, man. And ran the whole but thing. But I went 20. Like, if this wasn't official and I didn't sign up for a marathon, I would probably have never I done it. I would have never kept going to mile 26.2 and just on a month notice. And I was just a start. Did that prove something to you? Of course. Yeah, it proved you could do anything. Really, that, like, I don't... that was the moment that this kind of like set fire for you? In a sense of like, all right, let's see what I'm about. Let's see what I can get. That was definitely the, a huge jump. Like, it's just baby steps after that. Then after that, I'm like, could I learn how to solve a Rubik's Cube? And I did the same thing. Probably most people do just go on YouTube for 20-something hours. Yeah. Over like two weeks, and you finally learn the algorithm to it. And I could do it with my eyes closed pretty much right now. Just stuff you learn. And like, nothing's really impossible. But I tell people about the marathon I ran, and they're like, oh, I could never do that. Yeah, and then tell people I can saw Rubik's cube and like, oh my god, that's so amazing! I'm like, it's not that amazing. It's just hours in YouTube, dedication, like, dedication in YouTube and a marathon. I'm like, I just, everyone has I, the I same 24 hours. Yeah, for the marathon, which I knew I wasn't gonna die, but I was like, had that mindset. How was the pain after? As you're running a marathon, well, I bought shoes for it bought the gels that they tell you and they gave me salt tablets like take these salt tablets take one every hour it prevents you from cramping yeah i took too many and it burned my throat oh shit i what the fuck what's wrong with you i was <laughs> i was taking one an hour but it took me six hours to run a marathon six something that shit was crazy <laughs> and on a month notice that's a great time for not being an endurance athlete but six i took too many crazy. and then i ordered pizza after so excited I couldn't. I couldn't swallow anything for like a couple of days because my throat was so burned. Oh it was wow! So raw from taking all those salt tablets that it really messed, messed, really, really messed me up. And then, I, but I was in so much pain. I did a three-day juice cleanse after that because of it. And at the end of the third day, I was completely healed. Yeah, like this. You were back, and you could run another one. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Three days, huh? But do you days. want do you want to run another one? Do I want to run? Yeah. I want to run a fifty miler and then probably a hundred miler and then stop there. That's the plan. Like at that point, you you're good with like I'm good you're, with you're mental, right? You're like I'm good yeah. with hundred because how not many people have ran twenty six miles. Yeah, and then I'm much 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 less ran fifty. And then you're small, very small percentage you ran hundred. Oh, I like there's soccer moms that go out there and run two hundred mile marathons. You know there's a skydiving marathon? Skydiving marathon? Skydiving 200. Skydiving ultra marathon. You skydive, and right when you hit the bottom, you just go running for 200 miles. Here to Orlando. Like, here to Disney World. It's a thing. It's a thing. I looked at it. I'm like, maybe one day. I'll see how they feel after 100 miles. I wonder if the adrenaline from skydiving plays a a factor in you being able to run those 200 miles at all. Yeah, it's tandem, so you're strapped to somebody. I'm going skydiving next month. The 19th. But you've been skydiving before already, no? My 18th birthday, I went. Yeah. And, you, and you're ready to go again. Oh, I'm so ready to go again. How was that? How skydiving? Surreal? How do you explain that to people? Because um, I've been wanting to skydive. I went, eight, I went at 18. It was a while back. But we were on cloud delay for like two hours. Not a fan club. My three closest friends, my sister, and my parents. But nobody wanted to jump with me. I was alone. And you still did it? Oh, of course. I, there was... A mom and daughter on the plane, and then two other couples. And then, of course, you got the nerves, you got the nerves, but then you're sitting at the edge of the plane looking down, and the guy counts at seven and jumps off. Then he's going to count at three, jump at five, three, jump at five. No, jump at fucking seven. But got me totally off. And then Did after that, it's just like surreal. Count up for one, two. And what? Just pump fakes you the whole way until you get to seven. No, nobody jumps on yeah, who the fuck's going to jump on seven? And yeah, I'm the last one to jump off, and you just see people go. You know? Fuck, I'm going to be on that plane now anticipating that seven shit, dude. You going? I'm going to go skydiving really soon. I'm going in Clouston, December 19. Yeah, I won't be here. I won't be in town. No. But I'd be Good. fucking down to do You're something like that. Town. You know, I actually wanted to, to bring back something that you said. You said something very powerful, and that's like, if you believe you can, you can't. You could. Like, if you think... And then any great person would tell you the same exact thing, especially Elon Musk. Especially, like, yeah. Especially, like, bro. I think the mentality is so important, though. Like, if you genuinely believe you can't do something, you're not gonna be able to do it. Like, you kind of have to just go and do it. What is belief without 
having some essence of like all right maybe i won't be able to but i gotta at least try like i have to try to do this shit like man you gotta be consistent like like people with the stock market they think it's so hard of course it's hard anything you've never done in your life is hard for sure like but the stock market is the most simple thing on the planet once you really understand it on the planet of course i'm exaggerating a lot but it's super simple what is it more like as simple as like not don't look at day trading don't look at the problem is people want to get rich quick they want to hit a lottery okay eddie wants to me i want to hit the fucking lottery you want to hit the lottery but 70 percent of lottery winners go broke you know why because they don't know how to manage their money Mm -hmm. if you just randomly the same reason six seventy percent of nba players go broke eighty percent of nfl players go broke because you have like so much money just starts coming in you think it's never gonna end and then it ends but you're financing your lifestyle yeah you're financing like you know Shaq's story when he got his Shaq, when he right he was a superstar about to get drafted he got his first million dollar contract first million dollar contract when right when he got that million dollars went out bought a benz one hundred fifty thousand dollars came home his dad is like where's mine he's like Okay, I had a million, spent 150000 I have 850000 left, let's go. Got his dad one, another 150000 bought his mom a car, bought jewelry, bought a whole bunch of stuff. His banker calls him the next day, he's like, telling him he's $200,000 in the hole. He's like, banker was a family friend, he's like, don't worry man, I got you, because I know you have more money coming in, but if you don't learn how to, if you don't learn how to manage your money and learn how to be smart with it, you're going to be one of these other broke athletes. He's like, man, he really educated himself. He went, got, went looking for a financial advisor. He had people that come up to him, man, I can turn your $40 million contract into $240 million in three years, stuff like that. And he told him, somebody told him, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. And he met this little Jewish man who taught him the importance of saving money, taught him the importance of investing, good businesses, and went with that man. And he said that man's still a father figure. And today... You know what a businessman Shaq is? Owns 150, 155 Five Guys Burgers. Yeah, Shaq goes hard. 10% of the restaurant, 10% of the company, pretty much. 17 Auntie Danny's, 40 24 hour gyms, owns several Las Vegas nightclubs, owns over like 40 car washes. Car washes. He was an early investor in Google and Apple. Oh, I didn't know that one. Well. I didn't know that. He just became on the board of directors of Papa John's. Now that's why he's promoting that, that, he it. He did do that. He's on the general gold bond. He keeps so busy. He's a Miami Beach cop. Is he really? He he's in the st- he he goes and and passes by every now and he's then. He's a yeah. Miami Beach cop. He got his PhD in leadership skills. This is the most dominant big man in the NBA. Did not stop educating himself through the way through. Yeah, got yeah, his yeah. PhD, Doctor Shaquille O'Neal. Got to give him the respect. Got his PhD in leadership skills. Um, earns eight million dollars a year. Also, from his day job or no? No, no, eight million dollars a year. He's like an investor now, man. Eight million dollars a year from being a brand ambassador on Papa John's, on top of being on board of directors, on top of investing in nine stores in Atlanta. Man, the guy's just like that's just constant pursuit of knowledge. Like, just keep educating yourself, and anything's possible. Yeah. But like, people don't. That's the most dominant big man in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, like, easily Hall of Famer. He didn't Easy. have to go get his PhD. Yeah. He didn't have to go be a cop, but he just wanted to keep doing stuff. That's how everybody should be, but people don't see it like that. People just see, people just want to get rich quick, man. But they, if you get, but it, like the Instagram account, I was talking about trading, 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 making trades, making trades. Some people are following along. They don't get so many messages of people asking me how to trade, how to do it all. Oh, what do you have? $40 in your bank account. I mean, $40 in your Robinhood account. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Like first you have to learn how to, first you have to pay off your debt. And we talked about that. Yeah. Interest rates are crazy and that's a negative net worth. Like you're pretty much Yeah, you're always operating. Like you thirteen percent of the stock market, but you're paying twenty four percent, twenty three percent, twenty percent on your on your credit cards. On your credit cards, on your loans, whatever you have and You're you never gonna see that money. You're losing money in the long run. You have to play long term game. Like like you guys talk about Warren Buffett. You know the age he bought his first stock at? Like when we last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were talking at, about at 11, a little bit. And he says that was still too late. <laughs> at 11 years old, he bought his first stock. Why are you so in love with the slow burn? Like, That's why is it that you're so it. anti-getting Anybody rich Anybody listening right now could yeah. get fucking rich if they just learn how to save money and invest money 
Have you seen a picture of Warren Buffett's net worth? I've, well, now, he got 98% of his money, 98% after the age of 52 when he bought his first stock at the age of 11. 98% of his money, that's com- compounding interest. Yeah, it's compound compounding interest. Compounding interest is the greatest thing on the planet with working out. In terms of working out, you go to the gym once, you're not going to see nothing. You go to the gym for a week, not going to see nothing. Yeah. You go for a month, might see a tiny bit. But you go for a year straight, you're going to see, you're gonna see stuff. Compounding is... For people who don't know, is a lot of little things adding up to one big thing. Yeah. Like people's, like the stock market. Like people think I just know it. I just know it. No, I've been in this shit since I was sixteen. Nine years of just listening to Warren Buffett interviews. Just looking at the markets, just realizing that all these people, what they tell you on MSNBC or CNBC, is fucking bullshit. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what's. Just like coronavirus, nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knows where the market's going to go. Yeah. yeah. It could go down to $23,000, but it's not going to go to zero. Yeah. And then four years ago, it was at $20,000. Four, four years ago, the Dow was at $20,000. It just hit $30,000. Yeah. Four years. What do you think it's going to be in another five, ten years? Yeah. It could go down. It could stay twenty three, but it, that's like betting on America. You think America's going to keep getting, the businesses are going to keep growing, new businesses are going to keep coming out. And it's just going to keep going up. Like, man, like an investment is the easiest thing. Like, you have a MacBook Pro right there. You have another iMac right there. And just look around what's around you. What? Those are both investments invested by Apple stock. Yeah. We have an Apple Watch. We all yeah. own iPhones. Nike clothing. Nike, Your yeah. Starbucks coffee instead of buying that cup every week. Like that. Buy a stock every two weeks if you can, every like, month. So people don't understand it and how easy it is compared to when I used to have a brokerage account. It was $5 in and $5 out. So on top of day, day trading was like that too. So yeah. time you lose 10 bucks by going in and out of a trade. Yeah. And then you weren't as easy to buy stocks as you can now because you can't buy five shares back then because it cost you $5. You can't buy five, 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 five because... You'll be spending so much in commissions. Yeah. Because five dollars in, five dollars in. But now you can buy stocks off Cash App. Yeah. You see how easy- anything, anything now you can buy like, stocks. It's all free. It's all free. I remember the day all brokers introduced free commissions because Robinhood started that. Yeah. yeah. But change the game. E Trade, Schwab, Fidelity, everybody started introducing TD Ameritrade, Cash App. Like that's how easy it is to invest. Cash App. But but the thing is, people. The slow burn, back to that question, it's just, it's just so unappealing to people that that's why people don't do it. Super unappealing. I'm, bought, I'm someone that's bought into it, but I hate that I'm bought into it because I'm like, because I think about it, I'm like, man, when I'm 40, when I'm 55, like hopefully if I stay consistent, my account and everything's going to look fucking beautiful. No, but no. I'm thinking to myself, when I'm 40, 55, why the fuck do I even want this money for? Am I even going to make it to 40 or 55? Yeah. That's what I ask myself sometimes. You're not planning on making it 40 I'm, I'm super planning, but like I, it, you, like you said, like no one really knows. Life happens. You, life know. Happens, you, you know don't what I mean? know, but you got to plan to live that long. Well, for okay. sure, yeah, because the sun is still going to rise and every single day. And now you have that money and you just leave it to your family. You just put all your siblings as beneficiaries, your wife. Yeah. Your, you just have it, but it's just you got to work towards something. Something got to push you. So back to like the slow burn, and I, I guess the biggest thing you learned in the market is just patience. Impatience in what in what sense? Because you talked about it in you gotta a. Gotta have patience. Just have your investments. What you believe in. Companies you love. Apple, Amazon. You guys have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Everybody Amazon. in the universe, I think. Like, has... Companies are growth machines. Like they're, they're same reason I'm trying to grow my small business. Thousands of other people are trying going together, growing Amazon. They bought out Twitch. Yeah. Bought out Whole Foods, and Walmart. Walmart getting into healthcare. That's crazy. Walmart have Walmart Plus. Like these companies are growing before your eyes. Why wouldn't you invest? And in, uh, buying a share in the company's ownership in a company, that's what dividends are. That's why you get paid dividends. Dividends yeah. are part of the profit. And you look at it in that sense that a share in a company is a part of ownership, a very, 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 very small part of ownership. But like I got a, I got something from, a, from Tesla. I don't know what it's called, but they send you these... What, what, what do they send you? Just like you vote on a board. Like, who should be on a board? Should oh, Elon, wow, really? Should, should Elon stay as CEO? Like, you have a small vote. Yeah. That's some cool shit. That's that, fucking amazing. That, that only represents shit. the part of the company that's in the stock market. Like, they only have 10% of the company in shares out there. Then that only 
vote as strange as ten percent of the vote. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not gonna. It just makes you feel part of it. Like, yeah. Like you're an investor. Like that's what investing is. Like really, that's the easiest way to invest is stock market. Other than that, real estate, which is a lot harder to get into, yeah. it's still possible for anybody yeah. on this in this country. Yeah. You just need more capital, a lot more capital. Property. You just gotta save your money. Like the book that I'm writing, paying off your debt, most important thing before you even invest, before you. Amen. Pay off your debt, hundred percent. There's people. People have different circumstances. I know it's tough, but there's so many things that people could cut out of your, you could cut out of your life. Ten dollars Spotify here, seventeen dollars Netflix. Probably just raise the price. Yeah, they raise the price. Seventeen dollars. I'm about to fucking buy more stock into Netflix. Is what I'm about to do. That twenty-seven dollars that you're saving just on Spotify and Netflix a month adds up over time. And then on top of that, like, get your income up. Your income is number one. Dave Ramsey always says income is the number one debt killing tool. Yeah. But it's just that's. That slow burn, that compounding, that little bit every day. Like I'm not saying you have to read a book a day. You don't. You read at least two pages a, a day. Read, like, some level of understanding will get you there. I I guess for me it's like, fuck. I don't want to get rich quick, but man, getting getting into day trading is, is something so enticing because, fuck it, I'll chuck two hundred bucks and see where it takes me. That's like dangerous though. That, that's that's to be honest, it's being sold fake dreams. It's like Monet. It's like Herbalife. It's like oh, any, yeah. Monet. It's like any M- MLM being sold fake dreams. Like these ads are finding you. You can make $6,000, $12,000 in a day. Yeah. Like it's not realistic. It, re- it really, of course not. No. It really is. And people jump in thinking that's why the PDT rule is there. The three-day trade rule in a five-day yeah. five span is there to protect people, including myself back then, from losing everything they have. Yeah, I'm losing more. Like, Good. You know, fuck you say that, but look, I last week, for example, I made a a um a put. I, I shorted Nicola. Oh, I'm not an option, but Nicola was another one. Like so, check this out. Last week, um, if you guys don't know about day trading and option trading and stuff like that, I I made a call to short a company, which basically you call that a company's um stock value is gonna go down, and I made that call last week that it was gonna go down by December fourth, and it, the company was at a at like twenty eight dollars, twenty eight twenty nine. It had closed out on Friday. And I had made that put. And then this morning, it opened up the company's at $22. I had made over 140% on that return, which is nuts. Oh, it's not. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying it's possible. Right, right. It's, it's possible, possible, but it's a lottery. It's a, it's a ticket you're buying, and then if shit works out, it works out. I have a friend who has no, knows nothing about the stock market. Got 300% returns on MRNA. Bought at 17, sold it at 99. Holy 100. shit. Didn't have that many shares. He had like, he's like, all right, I have $1,500 to invest. So he didn't. He made 300%, which is amazing. Yeah. But then he's going to keep chasing. It's like gambling. You're going to keep chasing that. And then yeah. you eventually end up at zero again. Because what's the reason you bought into Nikola? So I'm, I'm, why I bought into Well, Nikola first. Nikola is an electric car company. Yeah, yeah. That has no product out. Zero product. Got in trouble for fraud, which I is a good reason to short a stock. But they have a partnership with General yeah, Motors GM, yeah. for I don't know what reason. So GM wants them to build hydrogen, um, hydrogen uh, fuel for them, like hydrogen fuel cells. So that's what Nikola's like patent is about, and that's really the future. Like electric is great, but hydrogen is self-replicating energy. It it will exist forever. So that's really like the future future. I'm talking about like 20, 30 years from now. I think electric is in the next five years. It'll take over everything. But uh, I shorted Nikola because their deal with GM, if it was official, it had to be done by December first. And if there was any restructuring to that deal, it would have been announced today on Monday, which there was. And then that, that ended up working out in my favor. No one fucking knows. But when you have little things no, like that, knows. yeah, no one nobody knows. Knows. But when you have little things like that, those little subtle nuances that you pick up on the stock market, like you could hit a very nasty, I, nasty I was, lick. I was in a penny stock. I bio, IBIO. My ex knew all about this because I didn't stop talking about it. I held it for like four months. Scalped. They bought it at eighty cents, sold it at a dollar forty. Bought it back in at one ten, sold at one a dollar thirty. Just scalping it for little, little trades, like yeah, just making. But holding it for like two weeks and then getting impatient. I ended up buying twenty five hundred shares at a dollar twenty. Held that for like three months. Two weeks, then fine. I bought it at a dollar forty. Ended up selling it at a dollar twenty, taking twenty cent loss and twenty five hundred shares Jeez. over a grand something. 
two weeks after I sold it, went up to seven bucks. Oh my god, dog! Oh my god! Isn't that something? This was betting on a coronavirus vaccine because these people make plant-based vaccines with their little company in Texas. I'm pretty sure Texas, if I remember correctly. But a little company with like 50 employees and like so much shit. I was signed up to their press releases every time I got. An email from a press release, check the stock price. That's not. One of the seven bucks. That, but you see, that's the shit that like gives you FOMO. And that's why the stock market, in a sense, is so addicting when you get into it. Because, for example, I had, I had a penny stock that I bought in at 30 cents, Sundown, mar- medical marijuana company. 30 cents, I bought in. 2,000 shares. Sold today at 60 cents. I go and I look back like after 10 minutes and it was at 85 cents. Hey, that's not the game I want to play. Yeah, and, they, and, it, I, and it's so enticing, but it, that's how you get you, lost and you start losing money. That's what you keep money. doing until you're like, all right, I'm by big position. She goes bankrupt. Or they go, they go under and you're like... You lose everything. Uh, yeah, like, that's not the way. I'd rather, rather buy Coca-Cola, rather buy AT&T with a 7% dividend and just do the slow ride and... That's pretty much where I made it. Where do you want to take this? Like, what, what's the point of, uh, of building this money? For freedom. Freedom in what freedom. sense? Freedom. Just doing what you want, man. Like, never. 50% of the reason people get divorced is financial issues. Yeah. Over, what is it, like 70% of people are in debt. Crazy number of people. Over, like, 85% of Americans don't have $500 in their savings right now majority of them the paycheck to paycheck yeah they can't if they have an unexpected expense they don't know where to get the money from catastrophe completely. and that just relieves so much stress from a person like all the traveling i did everything was cash flow i knew i bought my plane ticket in january yeah to leave to europe in may then the may may 29 saved up seven grand just for that kept it away and cash flowed my entire trip like that's what it is, but it's just the discipline of saving money, which I've been good at saving money for since I was young. Yeah, since I've known you, I've known you've been saving fucking money. I've, always. I've always, I always talk about money. I'm always about money, and it's like, like I'm, like money. At a point, like my mom's never driven a Benz, but I control the finances now. My mom drives a Benz. My dad has a brand new truck. I I drive a Kia. Like the people, you could go get a Benz. You could go get a tesla but then you'll be one of those people living paycheck to paycheck but i bought my kia with two dents in it two dents in it just because it was cheaper certified premium like it's going from a to b i don't need a stunt right now when people are driving their kias when i'm 35 i'm going to be driving tesla or whatever the fuck electric you want. motors so that's it's really like the long haul so like what jay was saying it's the slow burn um what you're looking for is maybe not now but fuck eventually Oh, eventually will come. Yeah. For sure. If like you're investing now, eventually you will have it. It's a proven system. I'm just, and then I'm getting into property, getting into real estate. Just owning assets, stuff that goes up in value. But people yeah. buy a brand new, like I knew this girl in high school, bought a Mercedes. I'm like, but you work at Pandora Jewelry. Like, why, why buy a Mercedes? She's like, oh, no, I wanted a good car. Like a good, I'm like, a Honda Civic is a good car. Like, yeah. he's an Altima. Like, you work at, like, people... People go- way above. You're trying to stunt right now, but you're going to be the same broke person in 35. And you have a nice car, but you're broke. For sure. Show me your portfolio. Like, show me. You know, I, I it's the thing that I say a lot. It's it's. I don't think money's the most important thing. Oh, it for sure is not. No. But it solves your money problems. And not having money does get you into a lot of problems. Majority of people's stress is over money. People in, get divorced over money. Yeah. So if you have crazy debt, go into a relationship with not the best financial situation, you're setting yourself up 50% already to fail in the future. Yeah. Get married, three years, everything's great, everything's great. If you have kids and lose your job and... Don't have any money put away. Don't have money put away and you're like, oh, paying bills and you get stressed and you get stressed and stressed and stressed. You argue, stress. Same thing. You know, I'm, I'm curious, man. What... You've been on this journey for about nine years now, building up your portfolio. Well, I guess stock market. Yeah, building up, but just in a building up the like portfolio, mentality. probably really like four, four or five years. Actually, Even that's perfect. Before that, it was penny stocks. It was 
all the same bullshit everybody else is that's new gets into now. The Wolf of Wall Street shit. Like I get I get messages like, what do you think about this stock? Like I got same thing from Nicola before. What do you I put on Bet Capital? What do you think about this stock? Oh, they don't even have a product out. What do you expect from them? Like they have no track record. They're just funding their salaries. They're just and then later came out that it was fraud and I put on screenshots of this kid asking me, but it's going up, no no no. But it went up, he asked me at twenty. Twenty bucks. And then it went up to forty. He's like, bro, it's going up, no no no. You just don't know what to buy and sell. The thing about the stock market, once you sell, you're always gonna be like, Fuck, why did I sell? Once you buy, you're gonna be like, damn, why did I buy? It went down. That's the never ending thing. Yeah. Even Warren Buffett still definitely feels this way. For sold sure. all his airline stocks. He did. Come on, bro. They went up. Like, he sold Delta so early. He sold all of it. 100% out of it. I, I wanted to ask you this. Four or five years ago, you were just starting off. What advice have you learned along the way? And I don't mean just in stocks, but what advice have you learned along the way that you would like to give your younger self? Don't try to get rich quick. Don't try Save to get rich quick. Save your money. Practice patience. In all things? Really. Really. And then I, I don't think you realize that money doesn't mean everything until, like obviously I'm not rich, I'm not. But I'm, I have a lot more than the average person. And like, I could go out and buy majority of like $400 purchase, like nothing, $600 purchase, like nothing. Not bragging at all, but you just realize like, that's not where happiness comes from. Of course. Really, happiness is just, um, that's just temporary happiness. Like any material item is really just temporary happiness. Get happy over it for two weeks and then you go back to the same thing. Get happy over it. Like, of course, we buy material things. Like, that's how. Gotta keep capitalism going. Just gotta keep going. But tell my younger self, money is like patience. Don't try to get rich quick. You're young as shit. We're still young, bro. We're young as hell. In 10 years, we're gonna be looking back that like, I'm 25. We're still young. 26. You guys are turning 26. Basically. How do you keep practicing your discipline? Because that's what I hear a lot, like, just discipline, discipline, discipline. Just talking to yourself a lot. Not like just, just in your own head, like, self, self-evaluating yourself. Like, really, like, meditation is something recently I've been trying to get into, but I haven't been disciplined. So you can't go zero to 100. But fuck, is there a way that with some, like, What's the best piece of advice you've gotten? That's trying to, trying to go zero to 100 is trying to get rich quick. Which the reason Kodak is in jail, you just have so many problems. Like you can't, you got to learn on the way up. Another good, another good, great book, Shoe Dog. Phil Knight, oh my God, Shoe Dog Phil is Knight great. Shows his story and all the hurdles he jumped through, his marital problems because of so many problems with Nike, how he started. Oh my God, like, Jeff Bezos, like, you don't see the bottom. You just see the very top. This man net worth $200 right. million. Dollars. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. Demi Lovato. Wow, random. Ariana Grande. Everybody going. Billie Eilish, like, getting so big, so fast is not realistic to the average person. Yeah, it doesn't happen to everybody. It doesn't like, happen it to everybody, yeah. That's why people start stuff and then give up. Start stuff and then give up. Like, everybody. And then, but the people who try to, like, start it from the beginning are the one that get big. Like Twitch streamers, the ones I've been doing it for years, yeah. the ones that get big. You you did it. I remember doing it with you. And we had like sixty viewers. Yeah, time. yeah. No, I, that, this was back in the day. I still think if about you, that all the time. If you never like, if you never stopped that, you would be a Twitch streamer, which is such a saturated market that yeah. everybody's trying to get into right now. Yeah. yeah. But you know how big you would be in that. Yeah, no, I think about any it all of the time, us. Like, trust the, me. Like the average, like nothing separates us from the average person. Those are all motherfuckers just playing games on the computer. And talking to people. They're just willing to do like it. You just... Not you, willing to do it. They just stayed with it. Did it from the beginning and just liked it and just kept going. And they got rewarded for it. Which, you know, in a way, it's compound interest. Like how much time you put into something eventually will... I, I, I believe. So we've talked plenty about stocks, I think. But I really want to ask you about that Europe trip, man. So you were in Europe for how long, Eddie? Two months. For two months. Yeah. What was your favorite city? Prague. Why? Why was Prague so... Prague was amazing. First off, where the fuck is Prague? Let's start off there. And the Czech Republic is like right in the middle of Europe. Like, if you want to travel, base yourself in Prague and then take an hour, take an hour flight to, the, uh, to London. Okay. For like 90 euros. You could go to Croatia. You could go to Rome. You could go... It's like directly in the middle of the Czech Republic. 
what was so fun about Prague? The people just people go to party. People go to Prague to party, and that was the fun part about Prague. Yeah, what were you doing oh. in Prague mostly? Oh my god! But out of sixty days I was in Europe, I was drunk at least fifty six. <laughs> and what were you drinking over there? I'm a, I'm a little curious. Oh, what do you mean, Grey Goose? Like just oh really? Then the nothing crazy, kind of nothing uh, nothing abstinence. Different? Have you got abstinence? Absence. I've never heard of that it's shit. It's a green. It's the I took one shot because right when I got to the bar in Prague, they made me take it. He's like, you gotta take it at least once. You gotta take it. It supposedly makes you hallucinate if you Holy take it like a big amount. But I took a shot. Worst taste I've ever had in my life. And won't do it again. Won't ever do it again. But it was like this green liquid. Never again. It tastes. Have you tried Bacardi One Fifty One? You might want to try that before you say that's the worst liquid you've ever traced. Cardi 151. It's the that it tastes like um like you're drinking premium gasoline. Yeah, like the 93 option, the one all the way to the right, How much the is one it? that you're not supposed to touch. But they don't even make it. It's banned. It, it, it's it's banned. So, One, 151, you can't get like that. Yeah. Hey, you could probably get it like like a similar one. Like if you ask for for 151s. Banned in this country. I bet. It's terrible. Bacardi, they should not even make replicas of 151. So you party a lot out in Prague, had a fucking bunch of fun over there. What, what was the most memorable thing about Prague? The people you meet. It's just every day meeting new people. I love that, bro. You go to, yeah. I love hearing that. It's just, like, there's so many different types of people out there, and you're like, yo, I'm in this city, but no. And then where they take you and who you meet and how you have connections. Now I go to London. I have my boy Jamie in London I could go hang out with. I have the boys in Prague. Another one in Poland. In Australia, like, let me ask you. meet people all over the world. Canada, Chicken Canada. When you were out there, did you feel safe? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Really? It was just like everybody else. People were just going to have a good time, really. Yeah. So you didn't Still feel like, like any like those stereotypical like Euro trip things, like be careful, like you don't get robbed or don't go anywhere too sketchy because. We never, we're two guys. We didn't really go anywhere too sketchy. We were usually in a group with people. Took Ubers. Playing it smart. Took Ubers. We're able to, and just going like makes you really appreciate this country. And people who want to come here so bad but can't. Why? Why? And how they look it. at us for entertainment? Like we're everybody's entertainment. Everybody else is boring as fuck other than us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely feels that way at least here in America. We have Hollywood. We have that's what the American dream. That everybody really wants. What did you miss about about the United States when you were over there? Did you miss anything? Other than my family? No. You would live out there? Would I? Not for life, but I would for a couple years probably, depending. Yeah? Yeah. All the circumstance. I can't say if I would. I, I would. I love it. But will I? No clue. We have to see. I, I didn't think I was going to be living in Australia for six months, but that ended up happening. I just really don't know what's going to happen. Did you but, hate it over there in Australia? No, I didn't. No? It was, it was fun. It was Bro, are the animals really that fucking wild over there? Is it really like crazy shit and spiders everywhere? The insects aren't a big problem. Like insects are super blown over proportion. Just like over there, they think we have shootouts in every fucking neighborhood every every day. Like they're so scared. And I'm like, yo, I've never even heard a gunshot before. Like around me. Yeah. Other than you go to firing range. But the insects, no. But I took a pair of pants out of the closet. Was unzipping them. Like we're just and I see a spider on a little black spider. You see, I can't. But that's the that, only man. thing. And my girl at the time was like, she was freaked out. She'd never seen anything like that. Like that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. They have birds called magpies. Oh, okay. I know about these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers during spring, like right before I left, as I was leaving, swoop down and try to poke out your eyeballs. That's what they do because they're mating and they're I guess they're pissed. They swoop down and try to poke out your eyeballs. They say wear a hat backwards with glasses, but yeah, they have they kangaroos over there. They're like pests. Oh yeah, yeah I they heard they hate so them there. So many car accidents. Kangaroos for real? Yeah, man. We would drive down south to Mike's girlfriend's hometown, and man, we couldn't drive past like, as the sun was going down because there's so many kangaroos. You see kangaroos on dead all through the side of the roads. Yeah, but. There's so many of them. It's like 
crazy. And people eat them over there. No way. Kangaroos? I ate kangaroo. Oh, really? It Fire was, or no? No, terrible. Cause yeah? They, all they eat is plants. They're just herbivores, so they just eat plants, and they have no meat, and it's just... They're all muscle, though. Strong so it's tough? You see them standing up. Is it, like, a tough meat? Huh? Like, is it tough? Is it chewy? Supposedly, we didn't make it right. Like, it was nasty. It was disgusting. Yeah? Supposedly, we didn't make it right. But supposedly, people... Places have, like, good kangaroo sandwiches. Like, steak, kangaroo steak sandwiches. I don't know if I'd ever eat fucking kangaroo, man. I, you... I did it because I had to. Like, I went to Paris. I had to eat snails. Oh, yeah? Snails are, are delicious, though. Escargot? Just the thought. They were delicious. But just the oh, thought yeah. of it. It's seasoned in butter and garlic. Yeah, like, exactly. Who's not going to love that? Yeah, bro? how can it go wrong? I feel like, do you know what the one thing is, is... That will always be fucking fire no matter what garlic. There's no way that you don't add garlic to something and it doesn't taste a million times for better. Sure. You know how healthy garlic is for you? How healthy? It's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the great best thing you. in the world. It's amazing for your immune system. It's one of the best things to cook with. It's, I mean, I fucking love eating it, like, period. But it, it's one of those things that you incorporate to your meals and it's better. Now, the kangaroos are really that shitty over there. They cause accidents they and everything. so many car accidents there because there's so much open land. There's so many of them. What's what's one thing from there that you wish you'd see over here more? Or are they just trying to copy America, kind of? I don't know. They're just it's just different. Like I, they're not trying to copy America. They're cool people. Over there. I met a bunch of amazing people. Like I have no shit to talk about Australia. Other than they're just so scared of us. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Like actual fear, huh? Like, from, fear. What you, like just, from what just, you noticed, just like of the of guns and stuff. Like they just talk about it a lot, and they look at our news, and we're like we're entertainment because we have so much going on. And like during COVID, they're like talking so much shit about like the U.S. cases and stuff. Oh yeah. They had it under control. But they don't have guns over there, right? No, nah, they had one school shooting, I think, and then they had all the guns removed. Yeah. From what I. I mean, from from what I've looked at, it, they ban guns after that. How is it over there in that in that term? You feel super safe, man. Like, like in Miami, I wouldn't meet somebody off Facebook Marketplace or offer up past like ten at night. Yeah. But we met some dude in an alleyway. In an alleyway. Like like a little like his driving his driveway. Met somebody at eleven o'clock to buy a PlayStation. Like super safe, and the guy offered cannolis to me. Holy shit. And he's like, if you bring it to me, I'll give you cannolis. Like, just kind of super friendly. Like, Australians are cool. Like, so the culture's super different, right? The culture's different, but it's dope. Like, everywhere you go, the culture's different. They have different views. They see things different ways. People are more open. What's the sure. culture that you think impacted you the most on that trip? Like, what culture did you relate to the most or feel like, fuck, like, this is something I could take away and bring back to Miami in a sense? A little bit of everything. Yeah. Like, I, I'm myself. I'm not going to adapt another culture. I've been there that long to really... And any of those places that long to really adapt the culture, but it's I'll bring back the food from a bunch of places. Oh yeah. Australia has some steak, bacon, and cheese pies. Steak, bacon, and cheese pie, huh? Yeah, and their McDonald's taste so different. It tastes better. Better. It tastes real, to be honest. Like, really? I don't know, man. I, I I think about McDonald's and eating fast food anywhere when I'm on a trip, and it it's not my thing. Yeah, it turns me off completely. Because I like, for example, like one one thing that I I noticed when I went to San Diego, yo, the people there are so fucking friendly, man. Like anybody will walk up and talk to you. It's it's a completely different, you know, culture. And that's when I that's why I tell people like get the fuck out of Miami, and just experience some life shit. Like humble yourself a little bit. You know what I mean? Because in Miami, I feel like we're such in a bubble that oftentimes we overlook like things. That's it's kind of like a bubble. So you feel like you get stuck in it. And one of the biggest things I tell people, you know, you heard it last episode, travel, expand your knowledge, like get out there and learn, learn about cultures, not learn school. about people. Yeah. Fuck college. <laughs> Pointless <laughs> ass education. You can learn anything on YouTube. In a big way, that's very true. And a lot of people don't like hearing that. A lot of people like want to hear that, you know, money being made is after an education. And I think in a, having an, a college education does get you to more income. It's, it's very important to have income, especially if you had debt and all these things. But eventually do something outside of school. Like okay, I'll, cl I'll clarify that. Business school is the most pointless garbage of life. Oh, yeah. Business school. I'm around there sitting around like these people are just... Business school is pointless. You want to be a doctor, of course, you need medical school. Right. You're a lawyer, go to law school. But business school, there's no skill called business, Navasa. Of course. There's no, there's skill, no skill called. 
it's all experience. It's all experience. What you learn, what you, of course, certain jobs require this level of degree, but you go out and create that. So, bro, I just want to say thank you for the insightful episode. Thanks for coming thank on. Thank you for with having us, me. We appreciate you. We appreciate your financial knowledge. Obviously, you've grown a lot mentally and are experiencing life in a different way. So I'd like to, to say thanks for, for coming on. And I'd like you to close out, say whatever you want to the people listening at, at the crib. At the crib. Um, pay off your debt. Don't buy stupid shit. And play long-term game. Play long-term gains? Game. And eventually? Long-term games. Long-term games. What do you want to be in 10 years, 20 years? Work for that. Don't work for the weekend. Future. This has been your future episode of Franchise Audio. This is Eddie. It's fucking Jay. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, see ya.